If you have your Bible, would you please join me in the book of Hosea, the Old Testament book of Hosea. Your Bible app, go Hosea, chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. One, um, so we're going to read the first three verses of the book of Hosea. Let's read the word of God together. The Lord said to me, go show your love to your wife again. Though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress, love her as the Lord loves the Israelites. Though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. Y'all reading with me? Come on now. So I brought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and a lithic of barley. Then I told her, you are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man, and I will behave the same way toward you. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for um, your word that is true, your word that is um, sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, even though I have prepared, but I need your help. Even though I have studied, but I need your strength. Speak to us so we are listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach today with the help of the Holy Spirit, relentless love on the subject, relentless love. Turn to your neighbor and say, relentless love. You're falling asleep on me. Say, relentless love. There is a, there is a legend or a story. Well, you guys know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So loved the world. There's a story, um, it's in legend, <clears throat> that says that a man who was traveling, he got lost, and he wandered into a bed of quicksand. Confucius saw the man's predicament and said, it is evident that men should stay out of places such as this. Then Buddha observed and the situation and said, let that man's plight be a lesson to the rest of the world. Then Muhammad came and said to the sinking man, alas, it is the will of God. Finally, Jesus showed up. Jesus said, take my hand. And Jesus said, I will save you. This chapter that we read in the book of Hosea, it is perhaps one of the greatest chapters in the entire Bible. You may say, why, Pastor Perry? I'm glad you asked. Because it tells the greatest story in the entire Bible. Now, I had you um, read John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, because this story that we are about to go into, it literally defines the soul and God's soul of the world. Because it outlined the love God has for us. And there are three things that it does that I want you to see and those are going to be the three points that we go over. It shows you a loving pursuit. It shows you an expensive purchase. And it shows you a lasting purpose. Those are going to be the three things. But even right before that, um, the book of Hosea, it carries the name of the prophet. Um, you guys know what Hosea means? Hosea simply means salvation. And it literally gives you a message of salvation to a spiritually bankrupt people. I know you're not with me, but you're going to catch on in a minute. This book is about the men of God who got told to go marry to a prostitute, a prostitute that's going to live the prophet and go be a prostitute, be with other men, be with another man, and that other man, when he's done with her, going to put her aside to be a prostitute. But yet God told the prophet, go back, go get her. Go ahead, go get her. 
and marry her again. I don't know about you, but that's a, that's a, that's a really man of God. It ain't me. That would not be me. And I'm pretty sure any one of you can say that would not be you. And that is the beauty about God. That is the beauty about God because wherever you said it cannot be you, <laughs> praise be to God, it is God and it can be God because God can do what you and I would not tolerate. And, and what God is trying to teach us in this text is this. No matter how far you may go, there is a God who loves you and this God is willing to relentlessly go after you. Now, you're not helping me, but I'm going to preach anyways. Um, what I want you to see, three things. Number one, I want you to know that relentless love requires a loving pursuit. Relentless love requires a loving pursuit. Watch, it's in verse one. It's in our text. Um, verse one of the text that we read. It should be projected. It says, the Lord said to me, and this is God speaking with Hosea. Go show your love to your wife again. In other words, they were already married. Now, why does God have to say, go show your love to your wife again? Here's the reason why. It's in the text. Though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. You guys know what adultery means? You married. You violate the oath of marriage. You go be with somebody else while you are married. So anybody who is married, who goes do, who go do what married people do, go do it with somebody else, they are committing adultery. Whether you're a man or you're a woman. If it's a man, it's an adulterer. If it's a woman, it's an adulteress. Now, <clears throat> what I want you to realize is this, is... As we think about loving pursuit, that may not make sense to you, but look at Gomer's lifestyle. Um, to understand the depth of Hosea's love, or what Hosea would have to do, you must first understand Gomer's life. Now, um, in verse 1, in chapter 1, and verse 2, in the book of Hosea, if you have your book, keep it open. Uh, uh, um, this is what God said to Hosea, it says, go marry a what? It's on the screen. I want you to open your, 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 your app. Go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. Go marry a lady in the streets and have kids with her. This here doesn't mean that when Hosea married Gomer, that at the time of the marriage, she was a prostitute. But nevertheless, she had a reputation. Go married <clears throat> and have children with her. Gomer was a woman who used to be in the street. Anybody watch the movie Pretty Woman? Gomer was pretty woman. That's what she was. She was a lady in the streets. But, but see, the beauty with God is this. When God takes you, the condition that you used to be in doesn't necessarily have to be the condition that you find yourself into. Because God has a way of taking you and change what the narrative used to be about you and make you into who he wants you to be. And that's what I want you guys to see here. The only problem with Gomer is that Gomer decided that she's going to go back to who she used to be. Isn't that the same thing with us? Even though God has forgiven us, even though God has loved us, even though God has displayed the love that he has for us, but yet we choose to go back. Somebody say, I can't go back. I can't go back. Because God has loved me too much. God has shown his love for me. Therefore, I cannot go back to what used to be. See, Hosea married Gomer. And what God is trying to portray, God is trying to portray the relationship 
that exists between the Israelites and him. The people have turned their back on God. They have gone and be with other gods. And so there, God is taking the, this, this image, this, this imagery between Hosea and Gomer to show the relationship that he has with the people of Israel. Hosea is told to go marry somebody who would eventually go be with somebody else. You know how you guys are nowadays? Somebody slide into your boo or base DM and they don't tell you about it, deuces. This is not just sliding into somebody's DM. This is the wife decided to leave the husband and go be with another man. Gomer is a lustful woman. Watch what happened. Um, and Gomer had three kids. The first one, his name is Jezreel. And God gave the reason why as to why this kid is named Jezreel. So, and, and, and that's in verse 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse, uh, um, verse 4. But there, she had two more, two more kids. She had two more kids. And if you watch their name, you understand why. And scholars believe that those other kids were not Hosea's kids. Watch this. Lohuhama. You know what that means? Not loved. And she has loami. You know what that means? Not my people. So it is believed that Gomer had one kid with Hosea. And then she went and be about that life. And as with other kids, because the name of those kids don't match. Not loved or no mercy. And not my people. But yet God is telling Hosea to go and love that woman. And love the children. What a picture of love. What a picture of a God who relentlessly pursuing you, even though last night you did what you're not supposed to do. I, I can't get no help up in here, but that's all right. This God is relentlessly after you. It's a, it's a loving pursuit. Um, yes, yesterday, my, my, my son... Uh, uh, my, my youngest son had a birthday party. And, and my, my girl, Aria, was relentlessly pursuing my son. Uh, um, she was going. She wanted to give him a hug, and she wanted to say happy birthday. But P, um, Kyle did not take a nap, and Kyle wasn't about that life. And every time she goes by, Kyle just walk away and cry. Every time she goes by, Kyle just walk away and start crying. But she kept going and going. That's relentlessly pursuing Somebody, someone, and in the same way, in a higher, holier, heavier level, God is pursuing you day and night. Even though you keep turning your back and go to that other man, go to that other life, God is still coming after you because he is chasing after you because that's the kind of God he is. God is chasing. And, and, and watch this, and this is a lesson, when... Gomer's lover is done with Gomer. You know what it, we know what he did? He dumped her. And in that sense, now he basically almost sold her into, into prostitute. I'm trying to keep it PG-13 up in here. So he's done with her. Isn't that how sin, the devil, deals with us? You, you, you know, something that looks so tempting, something that looks so sweet, you know, j j just, just, just first base, mm-hmm, you, 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 you know, you know, just dry humping, mm-hmm, oh, you know, PG-13, I'm keeping PG-13, and before you know it, you've gone too far, it was supposed to be just Netflix, but you end up being chilling too, 
And then you've gone too far. And then now, when the devil is done with you, you feel like you are worthless. And then now you find yourself as if like you're in the bondage. Now, it was supposed to be one time. It's every day. Oh, it, it, it was just a drink. But now you can't live without the drink. It was just a, a puff. But now <laughs> you're in the dispensary. Now you become addicted. You become enslaved to it. And that's what sin does to us. Sin take a hold of us. And then when the devil done with you and it's like, I don't need you no more. And then, and then most of y'all, do you know how you be? I don't need to come to church. They're going to be judgmental. You better get yourself to church. Because that's the only place you're going to find that love that not only restore you, but rebuilt you. That's the only place you're going to find that salvation that the name of Hosea is talking about. That's the only place you're going to find that. That's why God is pursuing you with such love. That's why God is pursuing you with such vigor. That's why God is pursuing you even though you don't want him. God's love never ends. When Hosea received the command to go after Gomer, he does not hesitate. Why? He goes after her because he loves her. Could you imagine loving someone that doesn't love you Loving someone that doesn't love you and choose to be with somebody else. I know y'all 21st century people can't do that. But this is what God does. He loves her. He loved her before she fell into sin and still loved her in spite of her sin. He, his love is so great that he is willing to do whatever it takes to get her back. Let, 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 me, let me say that again. He loves her before she fell into sin. He still loves her when she fell into sin. The love that he has for her is so great that he is willing to do and pay whatever it takes to get her back. <laughs> you, you think I'm still talking about Hosea and Gomer. God still loves you before you fell into sin. God still loves you when you fell into sin. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus on the cross to die for you so that he can get you back. The point I'm trying to make to you is this. If nobody ain't ever tell you that they love you, just know that God loves you. And if anybody ever wants you to prove the love that you have for them by being on your back or by being on top of somebody, guess what? Jesus already paid the price for you on the cross. He already proved that he loved you. And, and if, you don't, if you don't know, just, just simply think about what Jesus did. We are now in the Easter season. Jesus came and died for you. I want you guys to know that God loves you. His love for you never ends. You may turn, that you may turn away from that love but he continues to love you. You may not have time for him, but he continues to love you. You may ignore him, but his heart is still set for you. You guys ever see, like, you, you, you know, th th there used to be a time where persistency used to pay. In other words, if a boy likes a girl, and, and, and you, you, you go say, what's up, ma? I mean, that's, that's in the 90s, but, you know, what's, what's up, ma? And she's like, huh? But, but see, that boy would know that, hey, listen, even though they got no attention today, but they're going to chase and they're going to pursue that girl. They, I mean, they, they're going to find out what she likes. I mean, they're going to make it a way to where that, okay, when you turn around and when you really open your eyes, you're going to realize that there's only one person that loves you because he's chasing after you. When someone is chasing after you, they, 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 they get to know you. They get to know what you like. They go talk to your friends. Even though they know they have no, they may have no chance. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God is doing this even though you turn a deaf ear to him. But he doesn't stop calling on you. He loves you regardless of who you are, where you are, what you have done. He is an overcoming 
overwhelming, awe-inspiring love. Let me say this again. Let me, let me, let me press pause, uh, stop, rewind, and play. Let me say it again. He loves you regardless of who you are, where you are, or what you have done. God's love is overcoming, overwhelming, and awe-inspiring. In other words, no matter what you have done, he still loves you. It doesn't matter. There's nothing that you can do that can stop God from loving you. What I'm trying to tell you is this. If you turn to God, it doesn't matter how dirty you are. It doesn't matter how bad your sins have been. There is a God that loves you. He's willing to take you and turn you into the pretty woman. You guys know that I said this to you already. You know, when, when, when Richard Gere get the pretty woman out of the streets. Even when she goes shopping, people still think she's pretty. She, she's the lady of the streets. They would not deal with her because she doesn't look the part. But can I tell you something? If you trust your life to God, God has a way of cleaning you up, of restoring you, of rebuilding you to where that what you used to look like, you, know, you don't look no more. You now look like a saint. No longer a sinner. I wish I had a witness. Not only we saw that relentless love requires a uh, loving pursuit, but it also requires an expensive purchase. Verse 2, verse 2 in chapter 3, verse 2, you all with me? It's going to be, be projected. Verse 2, um, next slide. Okay. All right, verse 2. Um, it says this, that's not verse 2. There you go. So I brought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer of lithic of barley. When Hosea finds Gomer, it appears that she has been sold into slavery. She was sold as a prostitute. She is a far cry from the woman she was when, she, when he fell in love with her and married for all those years before. Imagine that scene, Hosea searches the country for Gomer, eventually finding her into a slave market for sale for the highest bidder. When he sees her, he doesn't hate her. He does not turn away and abandon her to a life of sin and wickedness, though it must have been broken his heart to see Gomer in such condition. Hosea did what he had to do. I was watching this show that shows uh, 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 two cops that was married, and the woman goes undercover. She goes so deep undercover that she had to use drugs, and she becomes addicted to the drugs. She got so bad, she got fired from her job, and she was in the streets. But the husband was still a cop. This guy, when he was done working, he would go and patrol all around L.A. Every place where he, can, where he knows that the, the, the people who were addicted to drugs would be. And when, when he found her, he picked her up and took her to the best and the highest, you know, the, the best and most expensive rehab, only for her to slip right back again, and only for him to go right out again and find her until, until... She was able to get it all out of her system and get clean. The point I'm trying to make to you is this. God has a rehab program called re, um, um, repentance. When you admit that you have sinned against him, when you realize how bad your condition is, God already paid the price. You already paid the price. The blood that Jesus shed on Calvary never loses power. I feel like preaching like a Pentecostal preacher, but the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary, this blood can wash away every sin, not some sin, but all sins. Hosea had to pay a price. It said that for 15 pieces of silver 
and a homer of barley. The standard price for a slave was 30 shekels of silver. That's in Exodus 31, 32. But Hosea, it appears that he didn't have all that money. So he pays half in cash and the rest in grain. In other words, Hosea took all the resources that he had, all the cash that he possessed, and the grain that he had, and paid. This purchase cost Hosea more than money. It cost him his pride. You know how we do. <laughs> She's a, that's the guy who married the. You, 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 you know, um, I, I, I had a friend who said, this is the reason why he doesn't date certain girls. Once you have a reputation, he doesn't want to be walking down the street with you and then people are going to put fingers and say, I did that. I did that. I did that. Could you imagine Hosea walking down the street with Gomer? <coughs> All the pimps. That's what, that's. Now, this is the guy who's willing to get her back. And he paid for her. And it wasn't a private paying. It was in public. There were witnesses there. He had to purchase unto himself a woman who betrayed him many times. God had to purchase unto himself you and I who have betrayed him time and time and time again. I know you may say that I would not commit adultery, but yet you still cuss like a sailor. I know you may say that I would not commit adultery, but you're still a mean Christian, which is an oxymoron. I know you said that I may not commit adultery or fornication, but yet you still lie. You may not commit adultery, but you still sin in every way possible. Every time you sin, you're putting Jesus back on the cross as if like he has, to be, he has to bleed all over again for his blood to apply into your situation. Especially when we deliberately sin. But yet, God is willing to buy us at a high price. Hosea's action here are a picture of what God has done for you and I. Like Gomer, the lost are slaves to their sins. But God in his grace, in his great grace, came into this world and gave himself as a sacrifice for their season. And can I, can I put a parenthesis right here? That's why when you pass down the streets, when you see someone who's going down a path that they're not supposed to go, instead of you judging, instead of you putting fingers, you better thank God for the grace he has given to you and pray for that grace to apply in their lives. I know people nowadays, we were in the business of exposing people. If God were to use that projection that's behind me and in front of me and expose your sin, you would, not, you would never show back up here again. But, but, but the, 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 there's a sermon that I will preach you one day. Love covers a multitude of sins. God's love covers all your sin. And, and see now, Hosea brought Gomer to himself. With all that he had. And this, as I said to you, this purchase cost him not just money, not just grain, but his pride. Now, a lot of people will say that he purchased a damaged good. I mean, I, I can't picture, how do you hug this woman? How do you kiss this woman? And, 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 and so, 
Hosea brought her to me. The Bible says this, so I brought her to me. Gomer already belonged to Hosea by virtue of marriage. But he has to purchase something that already belonged to him. Who made you? You are God's very own possession. But yet because you sin, you now are in slavery and you cost something. And God has to come and pay for what already belongs to him. That's what he has done for us. He purchased her. She is already, she is already his because he sacrificed everything to make her exclusively his. Do you guys know what the, the name Gomer means? Completely. Could you imagine this? Someone whose name is completely, but yet can find himself to find completion. And that's why, for those of you who are young adults, you better be here Saturday. Shameless plug. She was completely lost in her sins. Now she is completely loved, forgiven, and redeemed by grace. And herself, she is completely gone. But with God... She is completely redeemed. That's what God has done for you and me. And I keep telling you over and over again, I'm not that deep of a preacher, but I keep telling you this. It doesn't matter how deep you find yourself. It doesn't matter if you are completely bankrupt. As a matter of fact, when you are completely bankrupt, if you turn to God, he is able to completely restore you to a greater height. Stop for a moment and think about the price God paid to redeem you. How can you turn a deaf ear to him? When you consider how much he loves you, what keeps you from coming to him to salvation? When you consider the price Jesus paid, the shame that he bore, and the lengths God has gone to make salvation possible, how can you not before him, before him, before him in love and obedience and in gratitude? Uh, um, I said this, anyone who has been good to my kids, I am forever indebted to you. You, 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 you know, um, because I have children, there are certain things that I can't do. Because I have children, there are certain things that I have to make sure I watch out. If I was by myself, probably be a whole lot meaner. Probably would not care for what certain things. But when you have kids, because you know why? Somebody may not like you, but your children become fair play for them. So anyone who is good to my kids, and any parents know what I'm talking about here. Anyone who is good to my kids, if they talk bad about you, I'm going to defend you. Because when you are good to my kids, there's no price that I can put onto that. And so when you think about it, God, we are God's children. God has been so good to us that even though he was supposed to turn the back away from us, we saw last week, the father of the prodigal son, instead of turning his back, he ran. And here we saw the picture of God. Instead of saying this, I want nothing to do with you, he paid the price. What is your response in return? He paid the price, an expensive price. There's a story of a little boy who built a sailboat. He built the sail and had all uh, um, and had it all fixed, tarred and painted. He took, he took it to the lake and pushed it, hoping it, it would sell. Sure enough, a wisp of breeze 
filled a little cell, and it billowed and went rippling along the waves. Suddenly, before the little boy knew it, the boat was out of his reach. Even though he wetted and fast and trying to grab it, as he watched it float away, he hoped maybe the breeze would shift and it would come sailing back to him. Instead, he watched it go farther and farther until it was gone. When he went home crying, his mother asked him, what's wrong? Didn't it work? He said to mom, he said, Ma, it worked too well. Sometime later, the little boy was downtown and walked past a second-hand store. There, in the window, he saw the boat. He was unmistakably his, so he went in and said to the proprietor, that's my boat. He walked to the window and picked it up and started to live with it. The owner said, stop. Wait a minute, son. That's my boat. I bought it from someone. The boy said, no, it's my boat. I made it. See? He showed him the little scratches and, and the marks where he, he, he hammered and, and filled. The man said, I'm sorry, son. If you want it, you have to buy it. The little guy, the poor little guy didn't have any money. But he worked hard and saved his pennies. Finally, one day, he had enough. He went in and bought a little boat. As he left the store, the boat, uh, uh, as he left the store holding the boat close to him, he was heard saying, you are my boat. You are twice my boat. First, my boat, because I made you. Second, you my boat, because I bought you. If you ever think you're not worth it, you are first, God, because he made you. Second, you are his because he paid for you with Jesus' blood. Don't ever think you are not worth it. Don't ever think you are not good enough. Don't ever think you are less than. First, he made you. Yes, he did. He says, let us make men in our image. Then we sin. I mean, we sin. I mean, we sin. But God said, no worry about it. No worry not. I'm going to pay for the sin. He sent Jesus. And Jesus paid for the sin. His blood washes you from head to toes. His blood redeems you. And then Jesus said, you know why? I, pay, I made you, you once mine. And now I paid with my own blood. You are twice mine. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm twice his. Relentless love requires a loving pursuit, an expensive pur purchase. But, but see, you may say, purchase for what? For a lasting purpose. For a lasting purpose. W watch this in verse 3. Verse 3. Then I told her, Hosea said, you are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man. And I will behave the same way towards you. What a picture. What a beautiful picture. This man went and got his prostitute wife and paid for him with shame and all and said, guess what? You, you're with me. You're with me. You don't have to go be with anybody else. And guess what? Here's the thing. Um, I'm not Haitian. So I won't hold it again over your head. I won't remind you. I won't behave as such. There are people because the husband cheated, now the wife got to go and one up. God says, no, that's not the picture here. You cheated, but I'm faithful. You, fa you, you unfaithful, I am faithful. What God is saying here, this is a new chapter. A new chapter requires a new character. In other words, I have got you back, even though you were mine in the first place, but I got you back again. And this time, all I'm saying to you is simply this. 
listen, you don't have to go find love elsewhere. All that you need, I have it right here. And what God is requiring from you and I is a new commitment. Um, there's a saying in, 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 in Creole, changer maître, changer métier. Um, have you guys ever go to a restaurant or to a place, it says under new management, under new ownership? Um, I'm, I'm here to tell you, um, you used to be under the devil's management, but God has put a sign through Jesus Christ says, under, I wish I, I wish I had somebody help me preach, under new management, under new ownership, because you're no longer a child of the devil, because now you're a child of the Most High God. Because now, when you're under new management, guess what? It's not like one of the Haitian restaurants. What, what do you want? No, when they come in, you like Chick-fil-A, the lost chicken. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yo, 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 you're going to get this on your way home. I know they don't open on Sunday, but I'm about to be hungry right now. But what I'm saying to you is simply this. When you are under new management, there's a new attitude. There's a new way of dealing with things. Because now you have a new character. You have a new purpose. Because God did not save you for you to go back. God saved you for you to live for him. That's what the Bible says. If someone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old have passed. Can I? Woo! Can, 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 can. The old have passed. No longer is Gomer a prostitute. Gomer is a wife. No longer Gomer is a slave about to be sold. Gomer is a wife. A rightful wife. In other words, um, Hosea put a ring on it. What I'm trying to tell you is this. God has changed. You don't have to go find love in the streets. You don't have to go find purpose in drugs. You don't have to go find purpose in alcohol. You don't have to go find purpose in laying on your backs. You don't have to go find purpose in doing things illegally. Your purpose is simply this. You are a child of the Most High God. Um, before Hallmark sold out, I used to love watching Hallmark movie. Um, I don't remember the last time I watched Hallmark. Um, parenthesis. So one of the things that you would see, there's, they, they, you know, they usually have a lot of Prince movie. Some, some made-up country from Europe have a prince who's supposed to marry somebody, you know, in their country that they were set up since they were a kid, but they want to find true love. And America is the place where you find true love. You, you know, coming to America, right? So, so, so now what happens is this. You come in and they disguise their personality, they no longer, they, they're not coming with security, showing the money. They're coming as average person. I'm going somewhere with this. They're coming as average person. And the average person, they come in, they meet people and talk to people. And then, you know, there's always going to be somebody who owns a bakery, you know, somebody who owns a restaurant, but, you know, somebody who goes to school, you know, maybe like a struggling somebody, but, but, but somebody who's wholesome. You know, but, 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 but yet they find themselves in love with that person. They fall in love with that person. And then when they really reveal themselves, the person was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. I come in and tell me. You know, I mean, I want to love you anyhow. But see, in the same way, Jesus came and lived among us. He came, uh, he came and lived among us. And, and even though he said he is the son of God, but he lived a normal life. Because he was so normal, people did not take him seriously. And I'm afraid that we're still not taking Jesus seriously. We are more after signs and wonders. We are more looking for the big splash and somebody starts speaking, blah, 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 blah. We, we, that's what we're looking for. Can I tell you something? Ain't no greater love than when God turns around and sends Jesus to down the cross and say, I love you. Hosea. By giving a new purpose, a, a, a lasting purpose, under the new management, you get new character. Under the new management, 
you, you get uh, um, the, this, this, this new, this, this compassion. Um, I don't mean to pick on Haitian restaurants, but a lot of times you go, kiss off, let me see it. Right? It's, almost like, it's almost like they're doing you a favor by you showing up. But when you find a good, proper restaurant, when you walk in, you know what they said? Welcome. How can I help you? Are you familiar with the menu? In the same way, what God is saying to us, um, there's, there's a new compassion. Um, you no longer, same way God said to go, you don't have to go back to another man. I, I, I got you. I mean, I, I got you. Your, your, your past no longer matters. And you, you know what's now on the menu? Love. Mercy. Compassion. Patience. Wisdom. Kindness. That's what's there for you now. Not going to remind you. Remember when you... Nope. God... That's how much he loves us. Um, I close to tell you this. Application. God's relentless love is simply, a, is simply a picture of his unconditional love. Do you know that about everybody that claims to love you have a condition? Just think about it. About everybody that claims to love you have a condition. Husband loves their wife to make a commitment till death do us part. But we know that's not the fact, that's not the case. In the streets or in the church. As soon as something goes wrong, deuces. But but see, God is showing here a picture of unconditional love. In other words, God's love for you has no condition. In spite of your past, in spite of your future, in spite of your present condition, God still loves you. Um, there's a doctor who recounted how moved he was by a young husband's response to his wife after her facial surgery. To remove a tumor, the surgeon had to sever a nerve that controlled the muscles of her mouth. After the operation, as he and the husband stood by the woman's bedside, the woman asked, will my mouth always be like this? The doctor said, yes. The husband looked had his wife smile and said he found her mouth kind of cute. Then he bent over and kissed her, twisting his own lips to meet hers. Unconditional love, that's what the prophet Isaiah, Hosea showed towards his wife, who had left him and lived as a prostitute. He searched for her, Paid a price to obtain her freedom, but her home, God said that's how he, that's how he loved us, a disobedient people like the Israelites. In spite of our unfaithfulness, God showed himself to be faithful. He said he will continue to love us so that one day we will return to him and receive all the blessings that he has for us. Unconditional love, that's how God loves his children. Unconditional love, that's how God loves you. What a comfort. Unconditional love, that's how he expects us to love others. That's the challenge. The same way God loves you unconditionally. If you're a child of God, that's the same way he expects you to love others. My thing is simply this. God went and got you relentlessly 
He pursues you. Relentlessly and expensive, he purchased you. And he gave you a lasting purpose, not a temporary purpose, a lasting purpose. What will you do with that? What will you do to others that need to know that? If I were to say testimony time right now, you ought to be able to say, this is what God pursued me from. This is what he paid for me. And this is my newfound purpose. If God is speaking to you, don't hold back. Because God, similar to Aria going after Kyle, God is going to relentlessly pursue you. You, you know what? We you know what Jessica and, and, and Eduardo and I, we, we, said, we said that um, 15 years from now, it will be Kyle doing the chasing. But know this. God is chasing after you. And God won't stop. Because he's relentless. And that's how he expresses love. Would you now in return love God wholeheartedly, completely? Gomer's name, completely. Because you found complete grace. And in return, let's go seek the lost and tell them, even though they are completely lost, they can be completely found in grace and in mercy and salvation. May God bless you.